chips go, the market goes. A more accurate truism, there isn't in this market these days. Tech companies leading the way downward. Semiconductors lower by 40%. Micron's down 47% on the year. Let's talk about it with Angelo Zeno and Dan Morgan. Our panel here in the 360 round this morning. Angelo is a senior equity analyst at CFR Research and Dan's vice president, senior portfolio manager at Synovus Trust Company. Great to see you both. Good morning. Happy to be here to chat with you guys. Angelo, get us started here. The basic fundamentals. What are we expecting from Micron this afternoon? Top, bottom line. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think overall don't expect it to be good, right? I mean, and I think the street knows that. I mean, they, they, you know, they, they reported back on July 1st. Uh, pre-announced back in early August, essentially kind of pointed towards the deteriorating fundamentals on both the DRAM and NAND side of things because of slowing end demand um, within smartphones and PCs, which now appears to be trickling across all end markets, including data centers, automotive, and industrials, which have kind of really been the, the, the strongest areas of the chip market. But as far as kind of the results here, I'm looking for a revenue decline of about 18%, um, which, you know, when you kind of look also then, you know, towards the quarter thereafter in the November quarter and the following three quarters, the street's already kind of acknowledging kind of about a 25 to 30 percent here, 30 uh, percent hit in terms of year over year revenue declines over the next three quarters. So the good thing is um, a lot of pain that is expected um, ahead has already been acknowledged by the street. There could potentially be more and a further reset, we think. Um, but that being said, a lot of that pain has clearly been thrown into the numbers here. Okay, so top line contraction, does that uh, mean it should be avoided, Dan? Well, Oliver, I mean, the stock, I would say, is probably halfway through the phase in regards to this, uh, you know, huge pullback that we've seen. Right now, it trades at about 1.1 times book value. Historically, it trades about 1.9 times on a forward earnings basis at about 11 times, and Historically, it trades a little bit over 14 times. So unfortunately, Oliver, I think we still got some room on the downside. Um, as Angelo was mentioning, you know, we started off with weakness in, you know, core areas like smartphones and servers and PCs. And uh, we'll see if we can get more confirmation that we're starting to see a slowdown in some of these emerging markets like EV and auto, industrial and data center. And then we just have to get a feeling for how long this is going to take. I think the only thing, Oliver, that we can look for this report in terms of guidance coming out is, are we starting to see some sort of pullback in terms of component shortages in the PCs and smartphones and server space, in the fact that overall demand is slowing down and we're seeing inventories going up with the likes of Dell and HP and so forth. So that could be a good thing. Uh, but overall, I think we're about halfway through this cycle. I still think we have a ways mm -hmm. to go. Angelo was saying, We've got a couple more quarters ahead of us with negative growth. So I would agree with that. Really like the connection to the inventory reports that we've already seen from retailers too, connected to personal devices. Uh, that to me is uh, where the halfway through or maybe the beginning, I mean, who knows, but it seems like we're closer to the beginning than the end. Uh, because if the device slowdown is happening, not necessarily because of recession yet, but just because there was so much demand during COVID, uh, then I mean, it's like we haven't really hit the hard part here. When you look at that potential macro connection, Angelo, what happens to a stock like Micron if the economy does hit the skids the way many people think it's going to? 
Well, listen, I think when you think about Micron here, I mean, they're probably, they've been the canary in the coal mine for, for um, semis in many respects. They were the first one to really acknowledge some of the pain points in terms of the end markets out there. They were the first name to really kind of start getting hit, um, you know, in terms of, you know, some of their fundamentals out there. Um, in terms of this cycle, um, when we kind of start thinking of my, my, Micron, um, we actually expect them to start building inventory here um, amid the downturn. Um, I think what's really going to be key is how much are they going to cut CapEx here um, for the fiscal year ahead. I think potentially 30 to 40 percent at least, wow. um, which we think would be a, a potential positive um, for the shares. But at the end of the day here, um, listen, we don't know how far um, the fundamentals are really going to continue to deteriorate. But I will say this, um, the sell in is definitely coming down a lot more this, than the sell through um, or I should say vice versa. Well. Yeah, you know, the sell-in going through more than the sell-through. So that's a positive in the sense that um, we're looking for uh, inventories to start to normalize at the OEM side of things, which we think will happen over the next two to three quarters. Okay, so they're taking some measures here to, uh, you know, slow things down, slow down production, slow down CapEx uh, to meet the demand. Uh, Angela, just uh, as a follow-up to that, anything in your coverage for chips that looks like an obvious buy right now? An obvious buy, um, you know, on the chip side of things, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I would say in terms of where we expect the bottoming process to take place, um, we think margins as well as kind of the, the revenue run rate bottoms probably around the March timeframe. That makes a lot of sense, especially when we start looking at it on a year over year basis because um, of some of the, you know, the constraints that we saw in, in Q2 um, this past year. But I do think kind of on a run rate perspective, given seasonality, you see a bottoming process around that time frame. Um, stocks probably bottom out uh, hopefully a little bit before then. In terms of the name we like the most right now, I'd say Marvell, um, just because they are the less consumer, uh, the least exposed to the consumer at about 10 to 12 percent of their revenue. So we don't think they're going to get hit as much in this cycle, at least fundamentally relative to some other names out there. All right, well, uh, Marvell's trying to hang on to its summer lows right now, so maybe something to be said there. Uh, from the buy side, uh, uh, Dan, is this a matter of waiting game two, or does it not hurt if you've got a little cash to start nibbling, even if we still are only halfway through this cycle? Yeah, Oliver, I still think we, as you talked before, we may be kind of in the first couple innings here in terms of this down through. Still think we've got time left. I mean, the we know the chip sector is going to trade with the Fed. If the Fed keeps raising rates, that's going to put more damage in terms of slowing the economy down and IT budgets and the consumer down. In terms of names uh, you mentioned with uh, earlier, I think NVIDIA is still interesting. You and I have had a lot of conversations on that, Oliver, over the course of the last couple uh, years. Uh, that Texas Instruments, another name, even though are, these are very wide names in terms of their coverage, uh, but those may be some stocks to take a look at in regards to pulling back on this downturn, but I still believe we have a ways to go before you're gonna find a bottom here. Okay, great conversation, guys. Uh, love both sides of the aisle, sell side and the buy side. Uh, very helpful uh, in, in every respect. Thanks a lot, Angelo Zeno and Dan Morgan. Angelo from CFRA, Dan at Sonova's Trust.